1: I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This
2: is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast because it's time for the After the Show podcast.
0: Okay. Welcome to your Monday KBJ After the Show podcast. How the heck is everybody? Nice weekend in South Florida. Lots of great things going on, including uh, this email from Linda that pretty much sums it up. It says, Kev is coming in his jeans. (laughs) He is. Wow. Get a tissue. He said, this is the best thing that's ever happened to South Florida collegiate sports ever. I believe she's talking about the wins of Florida Atlantic University and the University of Miami. And men's basketball, two of the four teams in the Final Four are them. She said, I hate when you talk sports, but Kev, can you do at least two hours of sports with call-ins if your phones work? Fuck it, Kev, your sports show should be tomorrow's show. Go to sleep, Virginia, probably still drunk, and I've never been prouder of her. Pride, bitches.
2: I mean, I don't think you ever go over two minutes when you talk about sports. We can't get this motherfucker two minutes without people being on his ass. (laughs) As soon as you bring up anything with a ball that's not a testicle— all yeah. I see is Z Z Z Z Z Z. Yeah. Oh, Snooze. Kevin, move on.
0: Yeah, shut the fuck up, Kevin. Snooze. It is a big story. I don't know if it's the biggest story ever in South Florida collegiate uh, sports history. You got the Canes with five national championships in football, but it's it's up there. It's it's very competitive. So. Big day for sports fans. It was a great weekend for people who uh, loved it. Man, this weekend there's just so much going on.
1: It was a great game too. Yeah, like really I do not even was, watch yeah. basketball, but mm-hmm. I was like glued to the TV, biting my fingernails. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Those
0: games were yeah. You got
1: late a couple weeks ago. You got some South yeah. Florida teams and a couple the, big
0: weekends well, back to back. That, yeah, Boston huh? and then this last weekend. You're glowing. Yeah, I had a great time. Went to the uh, Miami Open. That was a lot of fun to see how that thing set up. That's impressive, man. It really is good For time. tennis? Yeah. Mm, saw Medvedev on Saturday night. He was the guy in the uh, main court. I couldn't believe how little people were inside the stadium watching it, though. I'm about uh, not go, well attended. I'm
2: about to go on a big tennis run. My dad's, my dad's in town. my dad's in town. I play a lot of tennis. Okay. All right. So you let the Mexican queen and her dad know the Pennington boys are here for a challenge. Well I know the Miami
0: Open's going on, and what I saw, a lot of people were right outside the stadium watching it from there. Because they've got all those kind of courts out there, and it looked to me like you just walk up and throw down a chair and watch it on the side of the stadium. It's pretty cool. He
2: would love that.
0: Yeah. My dad would love that. It was really cool, and the whole area they have They got tons of food and bars and everything else. It's amazing what they have set up. That's what was awe-inspiring to me. It's it, its an erector-set city that they have built outside oh, of cool. Hard Rock Stadium.
1: Very just, cool.
0: Uh, the, the setup and the teardown on that's got to be insane, and they're already getting ready for the uh, F1. Series that's coming up, I think in May, and I hear that's um, that's quite a social event
1: they put together. Is F? Yeah,
0: F? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. But then it's you see
1: F expensive. But then you see
0: the price, you're like F. No, F. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm F <effing> and broke. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that.
0: Don't know that I'm going to be uh, checking that out.
1: But now, if uh, somebody were to give you some free tickets, oh you'd no doubt. Go. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, pretty cool. Uh, let me see here. Other uh, things going on that uh, we got uh, Pride Fest. Of course, went down over the weekend. That's it was a big so fun.
2: To I, I had three different people stop me and go. Oh my gosh, what's up with Denny's dick? Because it was <laughs> it was straight up popping. It was popping <laughs> yo. Yeah. Well, I think he wore his wife's pants out. Yeah. So they're skin tight. They're fantastic pants. Yeah. But they really outlined the dick. He now calls that thing his baby maker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I hope nobody got pregnant yesterday. Yeah.
0: Good
1: (laughs) heavens. That thing's powerful. Mm -hmm. Trying to bust out the pants. I do
2: have a a too hot for TikTok video. I'm going to upload it. I I think it's covered.
1: Okay, so it's only—it's it, really his dick. I think I commented on it you in did. the live feed. I couldn't help myself because I hadn't seen it yet, and I turned around. And I was like, "Whoa, Denny's
2: live feeds make me so nervous when there's multiple people on there that's not with the show. Uh-huh. And hey, you should be nervous that I'm on there already. Nervous with her because yeah. she's drinking, but but just you have a live feed and you've got people partying, and you don't you don't know everybody like that. Yeah. so you have no idea, man. People are not savvy sometimes when there's a you just never know what the fuck's gonna happen right yeah (laughs) i get nervous with the live feed
1: (laughs) i want to go back and watch it so i can see all the craziness it was so fun but it goes so fast
2: yeah
0: it is it is really quick
1: it's like over before you know it and you're like Mm -hmm. everybody on the float was like i want to do that again yeah (laughs) they're all coming back next year
0: maybe you should start doing two laps then right uh, one tech said, uh, speaking of Pride Fest, um, I saw that uh, your float was uh, sponsored by Justin Gregg. Uh, were you able to talk on Sunday?
1: No, that was last year's float was sponsored by them. This okay. year, we aren't talking. And Mm -hmm. we definitely did not do a float together. There's confusion because
2: (laughs) there's pictures from last year and this year, both on social media currently. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are
1: confused. Oh, okay. So, pre-event, I used last year's pictures to promote that it was coming up.
0: Gotcha, okay. But
1: there's new pictures up now of this year's event, which was sponsored by Atoll Mm -hmm. Vodka and the Crawfish Festival. Mm -hmm. Did it get back to Justin that you were talking shit on that? I'm sure it will, but I wasn't talking no, shit. Gosh, I mean, it's called talking truth, yeah, and it's you don't have a, if you have a problem with the truth, then you can call it talking shit. But it's the truth. Get my head back. It was just talking. a just a, t- just, just a <laughs> term. I didn't mean talking yep. shit. I'm just saying spitting <laughs> the spitting the spit, as yeah. they say. I have not heard from him.
0: Okay. Uh, speaking of Pride Fest, why was Kev not in attendance? Uh, it was uh, Caitlin's birthday yesterday, and I was trying to get something going on Saturday. And then I guess all of her friends showed up and uh, had a little surprise party. So Aww. they wound up uh, pulling an audible on Dad and said, uh, yeah, we're going to do my breakfast lunch tomorrow. I'm like, I have
1: plans. but uh, <laughs> Your plans don't matter, Dad.
0: They don't. So, yeah. <laughs> so she went and was living her best life at a place called Miami, in Miami.
2: Oh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So. Fancy.
2: That's yeah. so fucking
0: fancy. So Fancy. Yeah, so that was going on. Um, also, Ultra was going on this weekend, too. Mm-hmm. Gosh, my wife watching the TikTok videos of all the people going to an Ultra, it was so tough to watch. Oh, my gosh. I went, and I just i fist-pumped so hard all <laughs> night long, like I could barely even move my arm today, and I got to go back for day 10.
2: I went back in 2014. I still wake up in a cold sweat from it.
0: <laughs> everything I saw with the lights and the noise, everything else, i like, I always think like, what would, how bad would this be for Bird just to drop him right in the middle of all this insanity? It's a lot. Yeah. Well,
2: I went and I was kind of fucked up when I went. You kind of have to be if you drop me, if you kidnapped me, drop me off stone cold sober in the mm. middle of that shit. I would be pretty, pretty bummed out. Mm-hmm. Did you, you just, be
1: the only guy sober? Did you yawn. I did. He's okay. Boring me. You. <laughs> No, I'm tired AF. Oh, my gosh. You visibly hit a wall. I can see it (laughs) in her face. Holy shit. Mama went too hard. I did. And then (laughs) I'm so, like, my soul is just tired and, like, you need to lay, girl, lay. This
2: fucking witch is Yawning in the middle of Tell a better story. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing that heat. <laughs> Save <them> that supper. <laughs> and then uh, Angie
0: want to know what's up with the rest of KBJ not going to Mad Hatter. It was only V there. I
2: didn't know anything about it. It wasn't
1: a KBJ event. It was a Toll Vodkas event. And I went to support them. Uh I did not even know that
2: was going down. I didn't
1: even tell you about it because I didn't want you to feel obligated to go. Mm -hmm. I would never want you to go to an event that wasn't yours or you weren't being compensated. So Mm -hmm. I was. And plus, I mean, by the end of the parade, everybody's exhausted. I know that the after party is not usually where you want to be.
2: That's not. That's. In don't the speak. bar, don't speak for me. That's, that's
1: where all the ladies hang.
2: Yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's just what the bird needs. Big
1: Mad Hatter <laughs> is a predominantly male gay bar.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think
1: it would have been your scene. It, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to suck some dick, it's probably not the place for you. But typically,
2: yeah, if there's a fun, you know, I was tired after the parade. I'll tell you what, man, the fucking parade does. Yeah. Well, you're in the heat. You're mm. drinking. You're so I love. I love the parade. Only thing I don't love about parades in general is when you stop at a section for too long. It gets uncomfortable. You can hear everything. You, you kind of shoot your load. You throw everything out there, and then you go two feet, and you're with the same two people. It's kind of <laughs> like when you say goodbye to somebody for uh-huh. the fourth time in the right. parking lot. You keep running into them. Right. It just gets a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh michael's having a lot of fun running uh kbj through the chat gpt uh he found some interesting stuff like for instance uh he asked it about um kbj raising money for the bahamas a couple years ago in the great 48 uh it says here kevin's wife jody participated in a mud wrestling match with virginia (laughs) she did yeah it was a segment called mud wrestlemania The segment was a charity event to raise money for the Bahamas. After the devastation caused by Hurricane Dorian in 2019, Jody and Virginia both got into a mud-filled pool and wrestled each other while wearing bikinis, and the event was broadcast live on the show's YouTube channel. Okay.
1: That didn't happen. No. Who the fuck is Jody? And
0: and then uh, Michael asked ChatGPT about Suits' traffic reports. It says Suits, whose real name is Ryan Beckett.
1: Oh. Is It's the same
0: person who appeared on season 11 of the reality TV show The Bachelorette. He was a contestant on the show, which aired in 2015, and was eliminated during the fourth episode. Uh, Suits has also appeared on other reality TV shows, including Bachelor in Paradise and Marriage Boot Camp, Reality Stars. Suits is also the show's designated traffic reporter. And uh, it says here that um, Suits's traffic reports are an important part of the show though his traffic reports have a history of being inaccurate. Damn. <laughs>
1: That's so fucked They're up. They're coming for you, Ryan.
2: They, they try to replace it with Beckett, and then they say, Suits sucks at traffic. In fact, the KBJ show segment is
0: titled Suits Screw South Florida is one of the most loved segments of the show, which features compilations of traffic mistakes from Suits <laughs> during the prior week.
1: <laughs> Damn. Damn. Suits screw South Florida. Dude, these robots are coming for our jobs, man, I'm telling you. I mean, they are talking a gang of <laughs> shit about your traffic. Suits slash Ryan, are you going to take that? Suits, don't let these robots
0: break your spirit, baby. <laughs> yeah, Suits screw South Florida. I,
1: that's
2: an, a lot of
0: confusion. People are like, Suits is on The Bachelor? Like, what's going on here? That's just
2: an amazing segment. I,
1: <laughs>
0: suits screw South Florida. I love With this. With his terrible traffic
2: reports. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> that's a great oh, name for a segment. It's a great name. Suit screws South Florida. It could be
2: a take on it being shitty at traffic. It also could be a dating game. Yeah.
0: Gosh, that's that's pretty good. Well, I might have to steal that idea right off the robots. <laughs> that's pretty damn solid. It's crazy. <laughs> Let um, me see some recommendations here for uh, some shows. Destiny said, one to recommend watching the show The Servant on Apple TV. It's a thriller directed by M. Night Shyamalan about a family who suffers a tragedy and invites a girl into their home to help deal with it. The way she helps is unreal, making it a wild
2: watch. I love him so much. I, I'm an M. Night Shyamalan fan. I love yeah. him. I think he's awesome. He, he always tries to write these twist endings. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do.
0: Yep. That's uh, going down. Uh, Succession kicked off a new season last night. I haven't gotten to the episode yet, uh, but, Bird, from what you saw of it, you said, uh, so far, so
2: good. Yeah, I I really like that show. I'm a big fan of Succession. Okay. That's that's one of those HBO shows that I I don't. I don't miss, typically. I I wouldn't even let that one fill up. That I'm going to watch that as that comes out. I like it that much.
0: Cool. Okay. Yeah, there's there's some good stuff now. So i got Ted Lasso cranking. I'm going to have Succession going.
2: I thought you said Curb Your Enthusiasm was coming
0: out. Or did I dream that? Sometimes I fucking dreamed. Is it real? I just saw they just finished filming all the final episode, I guess, of the last ever, because it was Richard Lewis was uh going on. I saw him okay. on Twitter talking about, yeah, I just finally filmed it and- how the Time Flew By, and, you know, Larry David is a true genius. Uh, just uh, what an honor to work with him all these years.
2: Love Larry David.
0: Yeah, so I think you still have more new stuff coming from that. And uh, another recommendation here, it's a show that uh, is called The Night Agent, and it's uh, double agents, dirty politicians, foreign spies, conspiracies, and a fun, twisted show. It's a lot like the show 24. In fact, the lead character's name is Pete Sutherland. Kind of like Kiefer Sutherland when he started 24, and this guy's even younger. And apparently 95% of the audience on Rotten Tomatoes loves it.
2: I listen to the audience, fuck the critics mm-hmm. with anything in life now. Yeah, critics are only
0: 65% on this show.
2: And 65 is not that bad. To me, if you're if you're 65 I always kind of go 65 was you had a D, mm-hmm. that was 65. In school, so if you got a D, you could kind of still get by a little bit. Sixty-five is m- more than the majority. <laughs> okay, so you you're talking what? up sixty-five. It's more than it's it's more people like it than than not. Yeah, sixty-five is all right. Okay, so you're doing okay for critics, then? and then ninety-five for the audience. That I means it's probably pretty fucking good. Okay, all right.
0: Uh, some other advice here that uh, people have. In fact, uh, earlier today we were talking about the most overheard advice when it comes to new parents with their first baby. Everybody's got to tell you something. Right. Cause they know they got something to say.
2: <laughs> it's like radio. Everyone's always got something to tell you.
0: Yeah. And uh, Ashley had said, uh, congrats on the new adventure in your life of parenthood, Denny's. I'm sure you've received an overwhelming amount of emails with plenty of parenting advice. Um, The only advice that I can give anyone having a baby is document everything that you can. Take short little videos of him doing Lachlan things, even if it's just laying in a bouncer blowing spit bubbles. They say the days are long, but the years are short, and this couldn't be any more true. Oh, it's going
2: to go by so quick. Mm -hmm. Even though
0: in the moment you think you'll remember how things were and how little he was, you really do forget, and your memory of him will become altered with the present. You take short videos, it's so much fun to go back and watch them in reminiscence. My husband and I have a two-year-old, and when he goes to sleep at night, we often spend quality time going back through the memories. Also, we've been writing down memories, things he's done, how we felt when they happened, and little letters to him during these times. That's pretty cool. Love that.
1: You know you, what's cool about Facebook? That little time hop feature. Yeah. Just, it throws you every so often like, oh, here's a video from 10 years ago. And you're like, oh.
0: It
2: is. Yeah, yeah we I see love that. It. Yeah. Hey, this is your ex-girlfriend. Remember this nine years ago? Fuck
0: this. Yeah, it's terrible for <laughs> dating. Great for
2: parenthood. <laughs> it's great for all you mm-hmm. familyed up people. It ain't nothing but fucking problems. All sir. right, trail of tears. I see you. <laughs> just saying, time hop fucks people who don't have kids <laughs> <laughs> it does. It sucks
1: this single it does
2: <laughs>
0: Ashley said parenthood is the most rewarding
2: and nerve-wracking
0: thing a human could ever experience
2: when's the last time you really worried about canon every day do do I'm saying yeah. I'm saying I'm major. You're, I you're, know you worry yeah. every day as a parent. Uh, I think you, you should. But mm-hmm. has there been a time where you've worried about him more than that others? Or is that time not really happened
0: yet? I think with every different stage in life, there are new worries. And so the worries now are different than the worries that they were 10 years ago. But yeah, you still do. It's like, where is he? Is he going to find his footing? You know, what's he going to wind up doing? How can I help guide him there? And am I doing the right things to do that? So yeah, you, you never stop. And even with the uh, older kids, I mean, they just turned 25 yesterday. Uh, and you're still with both of them. I am always working things through in my head at, at the age that they are and saying, OK, wh- what can I do to help them? I'm concerned that this is going on. And all of them, I've got concerns on I, – I, I would have at least five things right now on every single one of my kids that I have concerns on.
1: And you always will and you always do – Yeah, Yeah. because they're out there, especially the older ones. I mean, they're out in the world, and Mm -hmm. I'm just so worried when Magnolia goes out in the world because she's like a little newborn baby deer, you know, all legs and bad ideas. Like, yeah,
2: I just worry. I would worry all the time as a parent. I would just I would try not to worry in front of my kid. Yeah. But sometimes they're they're like animals. They can sense it.
0: Yeah. I I don't. I hopefully I don't show it and I don't really verbalize it. And if you do verbalize it, it's a a, a big thing that you got to really mull through. I try not to ever blurt out my emotions of something I try to process and say, okay, how can I get this across or deal with my concern or help them get to where I think they should be without causing a rift?
2: Because you can't help the way you feel, but you can't help the way.
0: Right. The way I present it, address the issue and. You know, it, it is very tough because a lot of times you have one time to say something. And that's what I always worry about because there are a lot of things I can think of with my parents on how something was said or how something was done that just sticks in my head.
2: Isn't that weird how
0: that works? It is. And as a parent, that's that's horrifying because I think of even as careful as I try to be with everything I say and do, there's still a gazillion things. All I think of is is my my worst of real. It just, it comes up. You're like, gosh, man, you know? Gosh, just, I'm a dick. Yeah, it just plays on loop. And you're
2: just like, damn it, man. Do better. you worst of it. Nobody would want to see the worst of highlights no. or lowlights of their life.
0: Exactly. And so that's 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 one of those challenges of being a parent that I'm just like, gosh, man, all the ways I've screwed these kids up.
2: So Bill Burr has a whole bit about that. He goes, so I yelled at my kid. My kid saw me get all mad. Was that the moment right there that I just? The kid was going to be an astronaut, and that was when I took that part away from yes. that kid. That, that, that outburst I just had right there. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: that was the moment he thought he was going to do something great with his life, and he got yelled at by Dad. No He's matter, like, you know what?
2: Screw it. No matter what, that kid's not going to become an astronaut because of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: right. Screw it.
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind
1: all of this is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded
0: by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, people looking for some advice here. I'm not sure if you came to the right place. We'll do what we can. Uh, Samantha has been uh, seeing a guy for about six months. He's younger by like 10 years, widowed, so definitely having some issues over his late wife. We've been open in these discussions, but having a great time, a great connection. Sex was beyond anything. I'm pretty sure we both felt that way. It was not an official thing, but we were consistent all this time. So then he tells me that, sorry for putting off this text, yes, a text, I have decided I don't want to get serious with anyone who has kids. I didn't know that when I started dating. He says, I have met someone, I'm sorry, and no, no issues with my kid because I have not blended these two parts of my life yet. So the texting goes on through the day, and he starts communicating, as he always does, his plans, update on a family member's health issue and uh, something that we've both been praying for. And like a normal texting, I said, look, I just can't do this. You changed everything, and it hurts, and it's easy for you. That's great, but it's not for me. He comes back with, trust me, it's not easy for me either. And My reply was, well, that should tell you something. Can someone explain to me from the guy perspective? WTF is that. He knew I had a kid who was late teens, by the way, and won't live with me that much longer, I assume. If it was so hard for you, then why would a guy do that? So just like that it's over, I am so confused and not sure how to proceed. Um, According
1: to Jerry Maguire, he shoplifted the pootie. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. He he got what he wanted. It was probably fun, sexy time. But then he doesn't want to have anything to do with somebody that's got a kid. He should have been up front with you,
2: told you exactly what was going on. But he, he was yeah. attracted to He wanted to get some, and then he got some, and now he's I'm out. That's what, that's really that's what, what happened. happened. That's exactly um, what happened. And it's not
1: you. It's him. And in the movie,
2: Jerry Maguire, there is a scene where – Kuba Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise are talking. He's like, "Oh, you shoplifted the pooty." And I just and I just looked up the term. I guess that term's changed a little bit. It does have to do with sleeping with somebody uh, just to get some some action. That's a mm. mom, but that, there's different terms for yeah. it. Yeah, So he, he got what he wanted. She said, "So
0: should I reach out and try to make a case for why we can work, or just go silent?" I would. I would not. That case for why it will work. I don't know that that's ever worked. I. I just don't. I really couldn't recommend that as being the right approach because even if he was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll give it another. it just uh, that's how you get a half-hearted approach.
2: It's tough to hear it, and we've all heard it. Yeah. He's just not that into you. Yeah, with completely because if he was, it wouldn't be this confusing.
0: Right. He he, you know, and going silent at least then gives him time to think and mull it over. And the more you stay distant, the more he may be like, "Dang it, what do I have to do to get that back?"
2: You don't want to be the person too constantly throwing yourself. Especially when the person's already told you,
1: you know, I'm not into it really. He needs to stop texting you. He's messy. If a guy breaks up with you, but then he's still texting you and telling you all about the stuff going on with people in his family, this guy's messy. He's drama. He's a douche dick. Don't text him back. Block his number. That's why
2: it's tough to to try to... He's
1: messing with your head. Anytime there's Mm -hmm.
2: an ex involved and you guys are done and you're still talking and Communicating, it's fucking messy.
1: It's, it's the whole the whole thing. If if you're gonna be broken up with somebody, you're gonna be broken up with them. And he broke up with you, but now he's reaching out to you, wanting to stay in touch. He doesn't know what he wants. He's sending you mixed messages. He's fucking with your head. Fuck him. Bye. I,
2: I'll i like when things get messy. Kev. Block him. We don't like messy things. Yep.
1: Block him.
0: Hmm. Okay, I got an email here from Billy in Maryland. Said I had a question for. The Kevin Ralston and Jay Bird. My wife's mother is currently dying from brain and lung cancer. She wasn't a smoker for anyone wondering. She fought hard for two years, but that battle is coming to an end. She's in the hospital almost will succumb any day now. My wife is distraught and devastated. Her and her mom are best friends. I'm worried about her mental health. What helped you guys through your mother's deaths? Any advice? Um, you know, uh, for mine, yeah, it was, it was tough. It felt like it was, uh, something that uh, was very preventable. So that was tough on top of it, but I think it just goes to show and it proves the point that anything in this life, in this world, it's, it's fleeting. And that's why you just enjoy everything you can. And then when it does end, all you have are just the memories and the moments that you had to look back on with fondness, but that's really it. Hopefully that's why to me, it helps me live better in the moment now, Because I try to be aware of those moments on things that should be said and shouldn't be said. I try to give more I love yous and positivity than I try to give more... uh you know, criticism and harsh words for
2: a, a billion percent for me my mom I talked to her on a Thursday and then she had that massive heart attack and then mm-hmm. she was on her deathbed for a solid week I never got to talk to her but what it did teach me even though that was a horrible time just like what you're saying it, it without a doubt I got the message don't stay too mad we're all going to get mad we're all mm-hmm. going to get pissy we're all going to have moments where our feelings get hurt but if you really love somebody and they're in your life you you shouldn't stay mad at them that's what all that taught me yeah and so i think when you're going through something like that that's very depressing and i'm sorry that you are going through it th- th- there can be something positive that comes out of yeah. out of that if, if you are willing to to look for that
0: and you can try to turn the passing into as beautiful of a moment as you possibly can and make it comfortable let them know that you're going to be taken care of because the last thing i would want is my kids dumping worries on me and then I'm like, uh, and you're fighting death, and you're Do worried not, about what's going to happen with your kids. So I
2: would make it as peaceful as possible for yeah, your loved just one. Just be
0: like, Mom, thank you for everything you've given me and how you raised me. You prepared me for this life that uh, I'll continue on, and I appreciate everything you did and letter and all that kind of stuff. And and hey, that would make me feel the best if you know if I knew I had a terminal illness like that and the end was inevitable. To just hear from my kids that hey, I. Set them up, they appreciate it, and they're all doing great, and they're going to continue to do great. Well,
2: to me, I'm, I'm looking at it, at least you get a chance to express your feeling. I didn't get to talk to my mom. It sounds like you're able to at least be able to have some kind of a conversation before, mm-hmm. right? That, 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 that's the situation, correct? Yeah, it yeah. sounds
0: like it. Yeah, it sounds like it's inevitable and the time is ticking, but that would be my recommendation.
2: Believe it or not, that is a, that's a blessing right there.
0: Uh, Billy said, Jaber, I know I've told you this before, but you got to try eating your cereal with heavy cream and a dash of milk. 80-20 mix, it'll change your life. CTC and Frosted Flakes are exquisite with cream. That's the
2: advice I do not need to hear right now because (laughs) it sounds amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be delicious. We have a snack pack show coming up in about a month, and my fat ass has to get in shape. So I'm kind of going to be strict bird for the next month or so. Discipline,
0: okay. Yes. I'll I'll try to drop
2: some LBs. You're
1: good at that, though. You can lose weight so fast. I'm so jealous because you get that mindset, and you're just like – Rah, and you drop like 10 pounds immediately. I'll
2: be sickly bird by Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's good.
0: It's impressive you can do that. Uh, Chris sent an email. I said a while back you'd ask for some foods that are unique to our family. I grew up eating Cheese Dreams, and I thought it was a national thing, but realized it was my own weird family that it created it. The Cheese Dream is just French toast like normal, but then when it's in the pan, you add cheese and you sandwich the two pieces together like a grilled cheese. You load up with butter and syrup, just like normal French toast. And the salty, cheesy, sweet concoction is awesome.
2: Nice. Okay, give me a bone piece.
0: Yeah, just when you need it,
1: huh? <laughs> All these great food suggestions.
2: A cheese boner. Isn't that always the way? <laughs> yeah, I'll walk out right now. There'll be free pizza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And uh, from Danny and Jody, they sent this in. They said, hey, you're talking about the Jensen Beach and some... Food places like Crawdaddy's and Mulligans, that you had mentioned, it's directly across from Jensen Beach Boulevard is Jan's Place, a delicious scratch kitchen for breakfast and lunch. Jaber, we urge you to order spuds with your meal; it'll blow your mind. Ooh, I like I like all.
2: Look at all this shit. Just, just trying to get me to break spuds. Yeah. Are they wet? Fuck it, you can't really start a diet on a Monday.
1: <laughs> My dad's in town too. Yeah, maybe
2: we'll go to Olive Garden. Why
1: don't you ask your dad if he wants to go to dinner?
2: Oh yeah, let's all go hang out. Yeah, you, you want him to eat at the Virginia Dining? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's what she's good. She's trying to make you weird with my dad. She's trying to turn it into some kind of fucking carnival. Just thing. tell tell him I said hi. I will. I'll go. Hey, Dad, Virginia said hi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did your dad like crawfish? I think
2: my my I don't know. That's a good question. My mom would just make him a bunch of shit because she loves cooking. He would just eat it like a dog. We always called him a dog. It was, you know, he would eat anything you put in front of him. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? I'm sure he'd love it. Yeah. I'm sure he'd love to
1: eat your fish.
0: <laughs> Ooh, what does that mean? Hey, now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stephanie with a um, call out to Denny's for some help. She said, I've tried THC and CBN indica gummies, the THC CBD milk chocolates, the RSO tincture, the indica and cannabis infused capsules to help me sleep. And all of these have given me insane cotton mouth. I wake up multiple times a night to drink water. Is it just me or is this a side effect? And can you suggest something that you may have taken to help you sleep that did not give you cotton mouth?
2: Major side effect for some people. Yeah. It,
0: it, just, just weed in general, it dries you out. It, it does. I, I've noticed that. I typically have uh, water by my uh, bedside because I've, I've picked up on that.
2: Well, and some people are just, they're naturally dehydrated more than other people. And if you already smoke weed and you're naturally already, already suffer from that dehydration kind of a thing, you're going to be you constantly going to be drinking.
0: Yeah, You have to drink a lot of water. It seems like it's, it's a trial and error to try to find the right thing and also the right amount is what seems to be key cuz there are times that even even like to deck and still feel like I'm burning through the little gummy that I had last night and I took it a long time ago. We're for also like 17 hours and I'm still okay, I feel a little bit of it. We're
2: also all trying to go on different rides too, you know, what what yeah. you deem is awesome, I may not and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We all got different rides. We're all trying to ride that trying to try to ride that Brock a little bit differently. we all
1: trying to ride that Donkey, Donkey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah. That's all I'm trying to ride. What?
2: Mm-hmm. Give me that donkey,
1: donkey. butt and them big old legs. I do brother bud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, got a nice uh, shout-out here from Angelina. Um, you guys did a birthday shout-out for our rainbow baby. Finally got to meet uh, Kevin at Sprouts in Port St. Lucie. I just missed Virginia Turtle Fest.
2: How many fucking people did you meet at that Sprouts? <laughs> yeah, when I was there, it, it, it was like,
0: Port St. Lucie. It was, a, it was a nice constant stream of uh, great KBJ Nationers that uh, came by, so thanks. It was really cool. I love it. Yeah.
2: It's a good outfit you chose for the You like that? that? I like yeah, you a big fan of that? I, 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 of I love a jean jacket, man. Yeah, I gotta go online get some jean jackets. I I want some cool-ass designs in the back. A jean jacket with a fucking dragon, or oh, yeah. a, you could a dinosaur that. jean jacket.
0: Yeah, v- oh, I remember God. when I was in high school, people would get those back patches. You, you remember <laughs> yes. those? You would iron those things <laughs> yes. on the back of a jean jacket, and they were used like Metallica or <laughs> Dad, some band. You went at the fair. Yeah, but you yeah, get them at the county fair, but you could also get things like dragons. There's, I remember there was a lot of uh, Japanese art and things like that to make it look like you're some kind of kung fu master.
2: I think I might have to... Uh, man, there's so many different different designs. I I can see
0: you doing that. I think a souped up jean jacket would just be your style. There's a a lot of things you can do from cutting off the sleeves to adding some spikes, you know, to doing a back patch, you do a front patch. But
2: when it comes to jean jackets for a dude... Other than the t- the Canadian tuxedo, the Jean on Jean, which I I do love that look. Okay, yeah. But if you look straight up nineteen seventy four when you do that. You, you do. do. What do you wear with a Jean jacket that looks cool? In what respect? For 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 pants? Because I'm not oh, okay. I'm not gonna the Jean jacket's a new world for me. I only started doing it when I had long hair. You should wear Denny's Dick leggings. <laughs> What, a jean jacket and, yeah, funky pants. You, you had, what, solid brown pants on that picture? No, I
0: had uh, I had kind of like a black sweatpant kind of on with a white T-shirt and then white shoes that went with a blue
2: jean jacket. A sweatpant and a jean jacket. How do you feel about that? I would have to look at it. Well, yeah. you, you just saw it in that picture. I didn't look. It, well, all right, never mind. i I'll tried, tried to do a thing. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 no, I, I asked too many questions. Yeah, well, you're fucking you know, yawning over there. <laughs> what, what
0: my wife does, she's always looking at what uh, celebrities and people are wearing, and I think she had seen LeBron James wear that combo okay. one time into a game because the thing that happens before an NBA game when the players come in, that's when they show off their style. Yes. The cameras are always there watching them walk to the locker room before they put their uniform on. And so it is kind of a fashion parade. It's turned into that. It's almost like a red carpet of sports.
1: I love it. NFL does mm. it too. Yeah. I I've watched the Saints do it, leaving their hotel, heading to their game. Yeah. And I, I just lo- Cameron Jordan came out in a full-on fur coat, and I was like, that man has yeah. style. Now,
2: does the Mexican Queen ever do what the witch, as I've seen her do to Panda, uh. where you have an outfit on, you come out, you not no, no. no. You're going up there and you're changing it. You're not wearing that. Yeah. The queen's done that. Happened to me on Saturday. (laughs) Happened to me on Saturday. We were uh, heading to
0: the Miami Open, and I had picked out – it was kind of like a Lululemon thing. So it was – you know, these are Lululemon pants. I don't think these are the pants that I had picked, but it was, you know, something about like this. And then I had kind of a Lululemon top, and I was like, okay, it seems like it's kind of sporty, but, you know, Lululemon's a little bit – she's like – No, she's like you're, and she kept giving me a hard time about it all weekend. Kept replaying. I'm like, I, I, I don't get why that that's so off. Now how I wound up, she put me in some kind of uh, polo and and shorts, which I'm like, my legs look terrible. Like it's just, I don't feel like it's favoring me. But
2: are you at a point where, as soon as you walk out, she goes, No, do you even try to fight it, or you go, Ah, fuck, I'm just gonna go change it because it's not even worth it.
0: I, I will tip my cap. She she really studies fashion. She loves fashion. She knows the fashion designers and what they have, and she's always looking at stuff and what people are wearing. That's, I think, maybe the biggest reason why she looks at TikTok is to see what all these trendy people are doing. And so, yeah, I'm kind of her guinea pig. So it's like I'm never going to – look, stay in your lane. So I know fashion. I don't have a sense for it. It's not my thing. And you
1: know it's important to her.
0: Yes. So, look, I, I don't give a crap what I'm wearing. You know, as long as I'm uh, being appropriate and my dog's not hanging out, I'm not going to get arrested. Well, we know your
2: balls ain't hanging weird. out because yeah. they're in your wife's purse. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if that's the case, then
0: I'm, I'm good with it. So it doesn't faze me. And, and she doesn't do it often. That was kind of rare. And, and when you mentioned I'm like, yeah, what the hell? It just happened over the weekend. So it's, it's not too often. But I usually ask her. I'm like, okay, so what do I wear with this? Just let her do it. it makes her feel good. I probably look better. When she does it, and so that's that to me is one of the benefits of having a fashion-sensitive woman is that she helps dudes look better who All don't right. have fashion sense, and I do not, and I don't care. And I'd rather have more people be like, oh, he looks good, than have people be like, oh, my gosh, what's sure. he Sure. You know. It's so like
1: having I, your own little personal stylist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. staff. Yeah. So I, you know, hey, when, when I know somebody knows something more than I do in a certain field, I try to listen to them. So that's how I am with it. All right, well, thank you for all the emails. You can always get them through to us mail at kvjshow.com. Enjoy your Viagra Day and International Whiskey Day today.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Wait, happy Monday. Yeah, that's a way to get a Monday going, right? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I got a whiskey buzz and a raging boner. <laughs> oh, but your Tuesday is going to be real tough. Yeah, it's going to be a tough Tuesday, but if you're having a hard time on Monday, and I do mean hard time. Hard.
1: So hard. That's
0: right. Celebrate and enjoy. We'll see you back here tomorrow.